The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today, I want to talk a little bit about guilt, right? That feeling where you feel like you've done something wrong or you feel remorseful and it doesn't feel so grand. Now, a lot of people believe that, you know, guilt has a value because it shows us where we've transgressed and it shows us where we've done something wrong and it helps us make wiser choices and more kind and generous choices in the future, And I am, to some extent, a big fan of this, right? Every emotion serves a purpose. Every feeling serves a purpose. And so I would say that guilt, to that respect, also falls into that category. However, what I also see for a lot of people is that that feeling of guilt can often be misplaced. It can often be misused. It can often be woven into the fabric of our conditioning such that we feel guilty all the time, even when we perhaps You know, it's not warranted where we shouldn't. And I also think that when we get in the habit of feeling guilty and taking responsibility for others' choices and emotions and feelings and reactions into our space, we can lose touch with what's right and wonderful about ourselves, about life, and about the world. So that is going to be the topic we'll explore today. And it's really funny because my husband loves this television show called Lucifer. And I, I'm, I'm not really a fan, um, but it just it just concluded and he was watching the last season and I was just, you know, in and out of the room where the TV was on. And in this world, so I guess Lucifer comes to Earth and, you know, has a human experience, but he's still the devil. But he's very humanized and doesn't appear to be evil at all. He appears to want to do everything, you know, good. But anywho, I don't understand anything more than that about the premise of the show. So sorry for that. And I think he falls in love with a human person as well. But what I did notice, and the reason I'm bringing this up in this forum, is what I thought was really interesting is in that show, the premise is that hell 
you go to hell when you die because you feel guilty. So it doesn't really matter if you've done something wrong or not necessarily. It's how you process it, how you feel. And so there was a character that had done wrongs earlier in his life and then reformed, but he still felt bad about the wrongs that he had done, even though he had more than made up for them. And so it wasn't about the balance of right or wrong. It was about his feelings of guilt that were torturing him. And I think that that is just such a beautiful analogy for how guilt often works in our lives. Oftentimes we use that guilt, that guilt becomes the way in which we punish ourselves or torture ourselves for things that, you know, have already been done and already been resolved and, you know, may not be fully our responsibility anyway. And it's always been my understanding and it's always been the teachings of the guides, my guides, right? That the moment you recognize a transgression, the moment you recognize that an error has been made and make reasonable attempts to make amends, however your soul calls you to do so, the work is done. It's done because earth is a learning experience and we learn by doing. And so mistakes will be made. It's part of the process of life. And sometimes those mistakes will negatively impact others. Um, Or at least it'll appear to that through our earthly eyeballs. And so it's really important to recognize that mistakes are going to happen. And it's about taking ownership and responsibility. And then, and this is probably the most important part that many of us forget, moving on. However, for many humans, moving on from guilt can be a problem. And some of us even like fuel our tanks, right? I'm feeling guilty. So I want to talk a little bit about when guilt is healthy, when it's not, and also how to work with it when it's not. Because I just see this a lot with my clients and sometimes even with myself. So the guides say there's a couple of different ways in which people can kind of get into this sticky relationship with guilt. One could be our conditioning, right? Perhaps you grew up in a situation with a family or maybe a religious upbringing, right, where you were taught to embrace guilt. You Maybe you were taught that when things go wrong, it's your fault. Maybe you were taught that there's some value in taking responsibility and feeling bad. Maybe you were taught that if you didn't feel bad about something, I mean, really bad, and you didn't really suffer, then, you know, something was wrong with you and you had no morals, no value, no goodness, Right. If you had any of these kinds of teachings, and I see that some people are resonating with this already, then you may have some misbeliefs around the feeling of guilt, which is really ultimately should just be a momentary little ping that says, does this feel right or does this feel wrong? Let me sit with this for a minute and see if I want to make a different choice. Or if I've already made the choice, sitting with it and saying, huh, is there anything I can do to make amends? And that's really it. And by the way, Remember that with forgiveness, remember with making amends, and this is really important, it's not about changing the other person's mind or making them feel good about the situation because you have no control over that. That's all on them. Making amends is about doing what feels reasonable and right to you to rectify the situation, and then you got to let it go. And that can be really, really hard because sometimes people keep us on the hook for things for a really, really long time, even if it was a minor transgression. And sometimes people have done things that they think of as major transgressions, right? And the moment that you recognize that and the moment you take reasonable steps, whatever those are, to grow and to heal yourself from that and sometimes to support others and, you know, make amends, you're done. Yet the world doesn't always see things that way. Okay? But it's the truth. 
It really, really, truly is. So when you feel that you've done something wrong, again, what you can remind yourself is it's not about punishing yourself forever and ever and ever and ever about the transgression, right? It's about having that moment of awareness and then moving on. And you don't have to worry about if the rest of the world moves on with you or not. Oftentimes when we truly and deeply forgive ourselves, magical things will happen in the outside world as well, but we can't do it backwards right? You can't try to change someone's mind to feel okay about you because we all own our own minds and our own ego and our own thought and our own perception. And my friends, that is how it should be. Now, the guys are also reminding you with guilt. Sometimes we feel guilty when we take an action that's totally neutral, right? Or maybe in our best interest, but inadvertently harms or upsets someone else, right? And so this is the kind of thing where Maybe you decide that you really want to take time off, you know, for a maternity leave, or maybe you're on maternity leave. And at the end of maternity leave, you're like, I really don't want to go back to that job because I really, it suits me right now to stay home with my child. And yet your employer is a little ticked off and a little annoyed because they want you back on the job, right? In these kind of circumstances, it's really, again, important that you tune into yourself and recognize that when we truly honor what is best for us in the highest sense, that other people can like it or not, but they're getting the experience that they need from our actions, right? It's a very different thing than if you, and a lot of people do this too, and I'm not necessarily against it because it's how the way the world works, but let's just say, for example, you told your employer, you know, oh, I'm definitely coming back. I'm definitely, definitely, definitely coming back. I promise, you know, I'm coming back with every willful intention of never coming back. And when they tried to, you know, have someone else take your job and contact you before so that someone else could take over the work that you were doing, you were like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm not really interested in helping you with that. Like, I don't really care. And, you know, you can go blank yourself, right? That would be a little bit more, you might want to look at that, right? Because we want to be team players to a certain extent. And it's interesting that guys gave this particular example, because I think it's a murky one, because I think many women do count that maternity leave as something that they've earned just from working at a place for a long time. And whether they intend to go back or not, they think it's owed to them. And, and I kind of agree with that. But anyway, you don't have but the deal is the guys are telling me the reason they gave me this situation in particular is it can be really tricky, right? It can be tricky to know a lot of times what the right thing or the wrong thing to do is. And for those of us who are over-givey, over-feely, empaths, people that feel into what other people are feeling, we can very, very quickly get lost in not wanting to ever harm anybody else and forget that our needs matter too, right? Your needs matter too. The guys are also saying that sometimes the world is a broken system, right? And so certain high, quote unquote, ethical values, things that you've been taught are right or wrong, they're not always relevant to the case at hand because you have to navigate a difficult situation and you have to look out for yourself. And this doesn't mean you have to hurt anyone or operate from that feeling of scarcity where like, I got to get what I want, which means you can't get what you want. No, in my estimation, when we are truly following the call of our soul, we get what we want and other people get what they need, right? And oftentimes they get what they want too, because why the heck not? We can all actually have what we want. We just limit ourselves by not always knowing that. So really, it's important in, in these kinds of situations to learn to tune into your own moral compass. And this can be scary for some people, because again, some people have learned that they're right and wrong. And if I don't listen to that, I'm going to be in no man's land. 
and I'm not going to be ethical. But I'm a fan of looking at the rules out there in the world, figuring out what feels right to you and doing that. And I really believe that for most of you folks listening to this podcast, you're at the level where you're ready to do this. And you're ready to do this with ease and grace and and enlightenment. And you're ready to do this without using it as an excuse to just do what you want and hurt other people. Okay? And one of the differences back to this idea of scarcity, right? When we operate from the programming of scarcity, this idea that I can be happy or you can be happy, but not both, we can make a lot of trouble for ourselves and others. This is where we can start to feel like in order to get what I want, you know, I have to bring the other person down. You don't. This is where we can start to believe on the flip side, right? Like if I get what I want, other people will suffer. Not necessarily. And all of these kind of programmings are what feeds into our guilt, right? And oftentimes that guilt isn't necessary. And the guides say there are very few people on earth right now that actually are able to use the feeling of guilt in an effective way. There are people that need it because they haven't gotten to a place yet where they recognize that we're all connected and that it's a really good idea not to do harm. So those people still need the guilt and that guilt serves a purpose for them. The bad news is, is that most of those people don't feel a ton of guilt, right? So it's kind of there, but, but they're not using it effectively to make different choices or to really own into how they feel, become balanced. And then again, the, the nudging of that guilt is really to help them tune into their own inner moral compass, but they're just not there yet. Then there's the rest of us. And I do believe this is most of you listening to this podcast right now that you have a moral compass. You have an innate feeling of what feels right and wrong to you in the present moment. But you also have all this conditioning that tells you what you should think, what you should do. And maybe the idea, again, that if I do what's right for me, someone else has got to get hurt, right? And maybe too, you have those nudgings when you do something just a little bit wrong or, you know, and there's no right or wrong, but maybe if you had to think it over again, it would have made a different step, right? Again, mistakes, life, it's just how it works. Ah. And in those moments, right, some of us, especially empathic, intuitive, loving, older, kinder souls who are learning compassion on a higher level, can hold ourselves on the hook way more than is needed with our guilt, right? So I want to try to say that a different way, because I think that landed for some of you, but not everyone. So hold on, I'm going to wait to see how the guys want to reframe. And they just say that it's important to recognize that the guilt serves a purpose for many humans on the planet. But for you, it's probably time to start to learn to let it go. Right? Because those of us who really get stuck in guilt are the ones who have already learned the lesson that guilt is here to teach. And now we're here to learn a different lesson. We're here to learn how to let that go. Are you with me? The other thing that I want to point out that I think is really important too is a lot of the shoulds in the world are kind of unfair. They're kind of don't make sense. They're kind of, sometimes they're even made to control us or, you know, to get someone else's best interest at heart. And I'm asking the guides now to give me an example because I'm just seeing a past life of mine and I don't know if that's really the one, but they say to go for it. So I will. So I was recently shown a past life with myself around women and divorce and a period of time in history where the church, you know, forbid women to ever get divorced. And if there was a divorce kind of situation, you know, the woman bore most of the brunt of, you know, being shunned and was more harmed by it than the man. Okay. And I guess in this past lifetime, I was really curious about that. And I was really curious about why that was the case. And I wanted to fight for the right 
for women to have some control and some choice, you know, in their own marital situation and their own independence and not be judged harshly should they find themselves in a bad marriage. And oftentimes marriages in those times were abusive because of the way things were structured for women. Right. So if you look at an example like that, and we have a little bit of that still going on in our times now in other places in the world now, but this was just the example that the guys gave me, you know, in that lifetime, I think for me, and this may resonate with you guys, there was a feeling of, I know this isn't right. I know there's something better, but the moral compass of the world, right? Or the moral teachings of the world were pretty clear. And many people believe them that, you know, this is right and this is wrong. And, you know, if you are a divorced woman, even if you've left a bad and abusive marriage, you know, you failed God, right? And that could bring on a great feeling of guilt, right? Because no one wants to fail God. But if you tune into your own moral compass on this issue, I'm guessing most of you listening would feel like, huh, you know, it's totally cool to leave an abusive situation. And, and it's totally cool to want to take care of yourself and live a joyous life and not be in pain and not be, you know, in suffering unnecessarily, right? And so again, this is just one example on how sometimes teachings in the world, and I'm not putting down any religions, they change, they grow, it's not about that. So please don't hear that. It's more about, you know, belief systems in general. Sometimes we have some weird ideas. Think about, you know, a young starving child, right, that grabs a loaf of bread and then ends up, you know, going to jail. There are times in history and places in the world where that still happens. And you might think to yourself, well, stealing is wrong, but starving is hard. And maybe that child was too young to even know, right, that that loaf of bread was not for the taking, right? Ah, you see what I mean? So society's rules do not always gel with what is right and good and best for you. But sometimes we get hung up on the guilt, right, that we've been given through what society teaches us, even when it goes against our own moral compass. So if that sounds like you and you're in a dilemma like that, it's really okay to tune into and part of your journey here in this moment of time is to start to undo some of that conditioning so that you can start to say, ah, what society thinks is right and good for everyone may not be the best thing for me. I'm going to tune in and see what makes sense and holds true for me. And yes, there is a risk in doing that because, again, it means you're a free agent. But the gold much, much outweighs the risk. Because when we really tune in with the God of our own heart, then life becomes easier, it becomes magical, it becomes more joyful. And we light the way for others to do the same and follow and we will start to let go of some of the heaviness and some of the teachings and some of the guilt traps that are getting in the way for ourselves and for others. Does that make sense? And also the guys want me to remind you that this is one of the things that you're here to do, right? And one of the reasons that you're listening to this podcast is because you really want to be able to tune into your own inner compass and you want to hear the wisdom of your soul and you want to express that more and more while in this human vessel. So yay for you. It also comes through to share that occasionally some of us have issues with guilt because of the way we are raised in terms of our parenting, right? Or our parentage, where some of us are raised by families. And, and again, I've given you one example 
where there's just certain dogma and certain rules that you've been taught that you have to follow. And when you don't follow those rules, because they don't really resonate with you, you feel bad about it. You feel like you've betrayed your family or betrayed your religion or betrayed your culture, even if you're not really even hurting anybody, right, by making that transgression. And we all have a lot of those, too. We also sometimes grow up with people that don't want to take responsibility for their own actions, and so they give them all to us. And this can be in varying degrees, from having a very, very narcissistic parent to just having a parent that believes that, you know, I'm the parent. And if you disagree with me in any way, shape, or form, you know, you should be ashamed, right? Or just they they want to protect you because they've learned that that's what they need to do. So it's also important... When we think about our relationship with guilt and think about what we feel guilty, if guilt is your always your go-to emotion, if you just always feel guilty when anyone else is upset, you may want to look back at your own childhood because there might have been a pattern that got set up there. You might have learned that you're responsible for your parents' feelings or your siblings' feelings or your friends' feelings. And therefore, it's become your go-to to feel when anyone else is unhappy, it must be my fault. And I will tell you that is absolutely not the case. In fact, you can never, ever be responsible for somebody else's emotional state. Nope, I'll say it again because I know you might not believe me. You can never, ever be responsible for someone else's emotional state. You don't control that. Look, if you punch somebody in the face randomly just because you feel like punching someone in the face and you break their nose, you are a thousand percent responsible for your actions. That's not okay. Don't do that. It's not a good idea, right? And none of you would. But if that person is like, hey, I understand you are just really weird and really angry and you took it out on me and I forgive you. Well, that's fantastic. Yay. That would be great for them and great for you. Um, Hopefully you paid for their plastic surgery and their medical bills. But really, if that person said for the rest of their life, that day that you punched me in the face randomly ruined my entire life, it ruined my family life for the next thousands of generations, everyone will be forever harmed by that action. That's on them. I mean, that would be a little strange, right? But that's on them. How we interpret and respond to things in the world is on us. And how we act is on us. But how other people process our actions is 100% on them. So again, if you find yourself randomly punching someone in the face, breaking their nose, and then deciding maybe that wasn't such a good idea, make amends, make an apology, make a deal with yourself not to do it again. And if it's a repetitive behavior, and I don't know why I'm getting this example, but if it's something you find yourself doing a lot, please get help, right? Please, please, please get help, therapy help. Um, You might be in prison, so prison, rehabilitation help, whatever, but get some help with that. Because those aren't good behaviors, but you're not responsible for what other people think about it, right? You're just responsible to yourself. And that's the journey. And yes, we live in a joint space where at the end of the day, if you punch people over and over again in the face, just because it's fun and you don't take any responsibility for it when you're here on earth, probably at the end of your lifetime and your little life review, that time when we go over the life and we see what worked and what didn't, Your guides might say, "Uh, you know that thing that you were doing, breaking people's noses? Well, that hurt them. So we're going to explore that some more in your next next incarnations, right? Because, you know, you didn't see it then, but we want you to understand it now. But that's really it. That's really it. That's the whole balancing that happens, right? Shame, pain that often goes around guilt. That's a human thing. Your guides love you. They just want you to learn. 
And they also understand how freaking hard it is to be in human form, how confusing it is. So, you know, they mostly give you a pass with the exception that part of the learning sometimes is experiencing what we didn't catch the first time in the next one. So in summarizing, I think the real takeaway message here is when you find yourself feeling guilty, just know that if it's beyond a momentary flash, it probably isn't serving you. It probably has more to do with what you think you should do or your problem solving or thinking into what other people are feeling somehow to prevent you from ever trying to hurt anybody ever, ever again than a real guideline for understanding how to function in the world. And again, if you look at it like a pendulum swing where we go from having no empathy to too much empathy, many of you who are listening to this podcast now are over empathetic, right? And that's a good thing because that means over many lifetimes you have learned about the interconnectedness between all people and that your actions affect others. So yay for you. It's a huge thing. Be proud of it. But now... In this stage, it's time to learn that you're not responsible for everything or everyone else, that you really are responsible to you, and that when you take right action according to what vibes with your soul, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It doesn't matter what anyone else responds, and there's nothing to feel guilty about, because when we live in our light, we are golden, and we are aligned with that which we are here to do in our life. And so for those of you listening to this today, where this message really resonates, the guys ask me to ask you if you're ready to free yourself from that guilt and live in alignment with that higher moral compass. And maybe even moral is the wrong word. So I want to get this from the guides. They say, and live in alignment with the light, love, and wisdom of your soul. So, the choice, my friend, is yours. Namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again, and namaste. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.